back. And we're, yeah, we're back. Um, and we are home. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. We just saw Black Panther early. Yeah, um, so it's Monday night, so we saw an advanced screening at our local IMAX theater. And thank the, you, Twitter. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, IMAX. Yes. Thank you, Cineplex. And there was an, a, quite an early lineup. The screening uh, was scheduled to start at 6.30. The lineup was, you know, fully wrapped a couple of times by 4.30. And then there was a never-ending process to get in the theater and a very super painful long Q&A. Yes, thank you, Candy. I don't know what Candy's name is. Candy's a blackbird, I believe. Who's the, the... president of intersectionality and whatnot at Twitter, yeah. who uh, moderated the, uh, there was an hour-long Q&A before the movie. Um, but, you know, the good questions actually came from Twitter. At, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, the cast, or uh, six of the cast members were in New York doing a live Q&A before the movie screened in theaters around North America. With their perfectly coordinated outfits. Yeah, they looked fantastic, and the answers that they gave... Uh, fantastic, but the Q&A itself, the production value wasn't great, and the moderator was really quite terrible. I think the best thing about that Q&A was Michael B. Jordan's outfit and the way Lupita looked at Winston Duke. Yes, like she wanted to climb him. At which, after that movie, I feel like I've been caught sleeping on Winston Duke. Well, so. I think, yeah, I think probably she's not the only one, because I think uh, maybe Michael B. Jordan was looking at Winston with the same eyes. <laughs> yeah. He was amazing. His giggle, he has a moment in the movie where he giggles, and I feel like, yeah, you want a lot of hearts and minds yes. at that moment. But we won't spoil anything, because I am, if this recording works, going to post this early. I'm just going to say... Yeah, this is just like short and sweet early reactions, right? Early reaction is, I feel reborn, I feel remade. Um, even uh, Gollum and Bilbo did a great job as the, I'll let you say your line of the evening. No, that's your line of the evening. That wasn't my line. The, the Tolkien... I didn't come up with that. The Tolkien casting. I feel like that was a team effort, though. I don't even remember that. That's why I found it so funny. Yeah. Oh, so I could take credit for it. Yeah. Yeah, Tolkien White Guys. <laughs> I mean, that's cl- that's Gold Jerry. Yeah. The Tolkien White Guys did a great job, too. Yeah, we had... I'd say not since uh, Loki have I empathized so much with a Marvel villain. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan brought pathos to uh, the role, um, and there's some real feels there. Yeah, they're finally starting to get villains right between yeah. the charisma of Kate and the yeah. machismo of Michael. I, I just I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't think Thanos can act his way around that CGI and that that chin. Cheers. Cheers. So it's a spicy cocktail. Overall, I, I am going to keep my tickets for the other two screenings that I have, and I'll probably see it a fourth and or fifth time. <laughs> well, I will probably just see it on Friday, but I'm happy because this is what happened when I. It's reverse of what happened when I went to see Rogue One. I went to see it in VIP first. I got drunk and couldn't really follow the movie. So then the second time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's what happened. But now I can get drunk because I already know what happens. Yes. So it's actually the best experience is to watch it sober first and then to watch it drunk the second time. Yeah. I can wait for some of my favorite lines, which is basically everything that everyone says to Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... 
was wondering why did they shoehorn Martin Freeman in this movie, and I realized it was just so that the black people had a white person to yell at. Yeah, like, and he was basically uh, the, and it, I mean, not, and the character was in any way a buffoon or a clown. He just was kind of the light comic relief. Yeah, that, you know, New Coulson, a little less yeah, charm. Yeah, yeah exactly. But he's, he's also, you know, slightly more efficient. I like that they've added some skills to his backstory. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a huge Martin Freeman fan. I loved him as Tim in the UK office, but that kind of, that's where it peaked for me. But yeah, he was he was serviceable. Um, I thought Andy Serkis was way better. And he does an amazing South African accent. It is so good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, Even uh, throughout a Joker. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know, nice work, guys. Yeah. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. Uh, Letitia Wright. Also Am I right? Yeah. Delightful. And just, I mean, Lupita, Letitia, uh, like so many women. So many female characters actually had names and different motivations yep. and lives outside of their function in support of the hero. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I were Gwyneth Paltrow watching what Lupita got to do in this movie or Natalie Portman, I would be equal parts upset but also hopeful for the future of sort of the next phase of Marvel that yeah. they actually give the women something to do. Yeah. But I think that's what happens when you bring other creators into the universe. Yeah, and, and shout out to uh, Nate, uh, the nerd producer, Blurred, who I hadn't really seen before, who was in a Q&A with Feige, who clearly was yeah, working behind the scenes. Money should, I guess. Kevin Feige has a huge long view. Yeah, but this but guy... But he doesn't have the, the passion or the, the fan nerdiness. Yeah, but this guy who advocated for them bringing uh, Black Panther into... Uh, Civil War and really probably helped kickstart this and making sure that this movie didn't get pushed back as far as it as uh, Captain Marvel did in the roadmap when they mm-hmm. ended up reacquiring <laughs> Spider-Man. And I would also like to point out the contribution of Rachel Morrison who is the DP. She's actually the first woman to be nominated uh, for an Academy Award for Mudbound uh, for um, as a cinematographer ever, and she's an EP of this movie, and it's a huge... Now, is it the best cinematography I've ever seen? No, but it's pretty good. And the fact that she's there means something. Uh, and I think she and Ryan Coogler worked together. Um, she was a DP of Creed, so she's the first person that he thought of when he wanted someone to shoot this movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and overall, thanks to, you know, the real MVPs, Coogler and Cocoa Butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this movie was shot primarily in Atlanta, and you would not know. So that says a lot too about the um, some of the sets they built and the limited amount of time that they had to shoot um, sort of background scenes in Africa because they did shoot some background stuff in South Africa, I believe. But you wouldn't. But the movie, you think you're in Africa? Yeah. I bless the rants. This, uh, there was a message, there was entertainment, there were laughs, uh, and I think for anybody who is already ride or die EU, uh, they're going to watch it. Mm-hmm. For people who like seeing movies with mostly black people, and they're going to watch it. And I know I'm going to probably watch it four or five times. I will watch it two times, and then I will watch it on Netflix. Okay. But so. that's good. But that's, for me, that's a lot. 
So, we're going to stop now so we don't spoil anything. And we'll talk to you about this movie probably about anywhere from three to 12 times over the rest of 2018. Because I feel like inevitably I'll compare the way I feel after this movie to every other movie I see this year. Um, and the soundtrack is outstanding. So, yeah, go listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. As I'm going to. Okay. Well, I Bye. guess that's it. <laughs> we're out.